What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 148. Today's topic is about coding and the design process. Let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced. Will we start with a Chris? And Chris Ford, you are the Chris today. Tell us about yourself. My name is Chris Ford. I am a project manager over at Crowd Favorite, and um, I can be found on Twitter at ci underscore Chris Ford. Nice. Drake, tell us about yourself. I'm Drake Berry. I'm the lead engineer of Oso Studio, a WordPress engineering agency in Austin, Texas. Awesome. Jason Cosper, tell us about yourself. First timer. Yeah, first time listener, uh, long, or wait, no, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> um, I've never anyway, listened, they just said show up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm Jason Cosper, uh, at Booga, B-O-O-G-A-H on Twitter, um, and I am the developer advocate over at WP Engine. Awesome. Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Weefald. I'm the production manager at Zeke Interactive, and I facilitate the OC WordPress design meetup on mon first Monday of the month here at Zeke Interactive. Facilitate. That's a fancy word. Yeah, because I'm you should be using that one. <laughs> it make, make you sound cool. <laughs> Suzette, tell us about yourself. Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I am a teacher with Girl Develop It, and I start a new contract, um, a three-month contract on Wednesday, which I'm excited about. Awesome. Congrats. Steve, Mr. Facilitator yourself. I am Steve Zengen. I am the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I facilitate the uh, WordPress, the OC WordPress meetup. Um, and tonight is the developer meetup hosted by Brandon and Jeff over at Crash Labs. Awesome. Nice. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog over at WPmedia.pro and JasonTucker.us. So let's talk a little bit about this. So this, this topic actually came from a guy named uh, Mark Nottingham from the UK. And he was kind of, uh, he gave us a, a laundry list of stuff to talk about. So Mark, we're, we're going to get about maybe two sentences into your 12-sentence uh, uh, essay that you sent me to kind of get an idea of, uh, you know, where do you start out with um, the, the, the coding process and then the design process for that? And how do you take that and convert it into a website? He better be watching right now. He better be. <laughs> he's got to bring his A game. And if he's not, I guess it's a shame we're not recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I sent you guys kind of the notes of, uh, of what he wants us to talk about. And, you know, since he's sending us lots of money to, to describe this whole thing to, to him, um, let, let's, get, let's start at it. So, well, are, um, we, are we assuming that we have like a, a, a design for the site and now we're trying to make it a theme? Yep, this is just like your your previous meetup. Didn't you guys talk about some type of uh, like doing a, P, P, a PSD to WordPress? Well, I wanted version? to, but nobody wanted to get up and share their secrets. Uh, I guess we're no one wants to use PSDs anymore. So, <laughs> Sketch, Sketch is better. So what exactly is he asking? Is he asking what tools we use? Is he asking yeah. code? Is yeah. he which which languages? I think tools so and let's, techniques. Let's, let's start with tools, yeah. like me. <laughs> so I think one of the one of the main tools uh, that everybody's going to need in their toolbox is Photoshop. Yeah. I went there. Huh? <laughs> Chris made a face. She's like Photoshop. Well, if you have a well, if you enjoy wasting time and money, sure. Make pictures of websites before you make a website. No, I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily talking about designing the site, but 
uh, my designers deliver me Photoshop files, and I have to then cut them up. So Photoshop can be used for many different purposes, not just for design. It's also for production design. See, I think that it can be used for design, but I think that there are better tools for the production of a site now. Um, well, then I'm glad you brought that up. What are they? Um, <laughs> Well, a few years ago, here on this very WP water cooler, we started talking about the concept of agile design practices, mm -hmm. um, which for people who aren't familiar with them, if you know about agile development, it's all about building stuff fast and being really collaborative and iterative with the process. And using Photoshop to do that can be hard because, let's face it, there's one person on your team who can go in and use Photoshop, and it's usually the designer. Um, and by using other more rapid prototyping tools, like things that let you create wireframes or create prototypes or create, create pre-Photoshop planning, by the time you actually get to needing a design done, you've made all of the other design decisions and kind of pre-tools. Okay. So if you do have to make Photoshop files, you wind up making one or two to get client sign-off instead of 12 or 14 to give to someone to slice up. So what's your wireframing tool of choice these days, Chris? Uh, for wireframing, I'm old school. I just use like a piece of graph paper and a pencil. Oh, you are nice. old school. <laughs> and what's a pencil? I know, right? Yeah. Um, but it's fast, and you can shoot something over to clients quickly, and, mm -hmm. and they can get a good idea of it because um, I suffer from um, OCD, also known as being a designer. And so if I have a chance to get bogged down in stupid, meaningless details, like how much oh. space is between boxes on a wireframe when it's done in Illustrator, man, I can make that shit go on for days. <laughs> um, yeah. But with, when you're just like sketching stuff out on a napkin, it goes faster. You don't expect perfection. I was actually having a really cool conversation. Is anyone here? You guys know about style tiles, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was actually style. I talked about style tiles at the meetup. And I named so, so style tiles are basically a way where you can kind of put together, okay, here's what type is going to look like, here's the kind of colors we're going to use. And um, I've run into a situation on a project where stakeholders are looking at these style tiles and because they look so perfect, they're having a hard time getting past like, well, I don't like that font or I don't like that color. And we were talking about how it would probably be smarter for people as designers to do their style tiles and then go old school and use Prismacolors and present sketches to people because then it's not so perfect and it's easier to focus on the concept and not, well, you know, I really don't think there's quite enough white space. And it's like, yeah, but that's not the point. We're not doing so, white. Right. That's, that's, awesome. that's an awesome part idea. Of, and part of, part of the non-perfectness is part of why I like balsamic for white. Yes. Because then it's so sketchy, and of course, you know, not every font is going to be Comic Sans. So it kind of forces the client to step outside of, of the what and think about where things are placed. Cool. And that's always kind of been the downside for me with Photoshop in my experience is you hand a client something done in Photoshop. And they see it, and they fall in love with it, and it's perfect, and that's exactly what we want. And then you go to start developing it, and the typeface that was chosen looks like crap in Chrome for Windows, and, and all of that stuff happens. Well, if you haven't gotten the client in love with the idea in a Photoshop file yet, it's easier to be like, okay, here's a whole bunch of fonts in a browser. Check them out. Use them. Um, 
Yeah. If they don't work, you know they don't work immediately. You don't wait until you've invested 40 yeah. hours in a Photoshop file. Yeah, exactly. Also, giving someone a uh, Photoshop file tends to kind of make them think that there is somewhere close to a completed design. Uh, they see a picture, they equate it with a completed design, and they're, they, they tend to, oh, can you make the, uh, the font a little bit larger? Can you start tweaking the design in the Photoshop file before you even start work on the site? Which is nice in the fact that you don't have to keep tweaking your design, et cetera, et cetera, but also, uh, you know, can you move the, the, the header over 20 pixels to the, to the right, uh, things like that? People start to get mired down, mild down in those details if you present them with a, a Photoshop too so, early. So let's just talk about really yeah. quick other tools that you're going to need in your toolbox when you're, when you're doing web development. Yeah. I use Sublime. That's what I use Sublime. for my main text editor. Anybody else? Text editor? That's what I use, I, Sublime. I, I use Sublime, too. I use TextMate because I'm a cheapskate. I mean, I know you can use Sublime uh, mostly free. But, I've never paid um, for Sublime. <laughs> I, I have because I really liked it, but so, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I use Coda. I've been using Coda forever, and I, I love Coda, so I've been just here to do. Okay. I loved Coda, but it started peeking out on my RAM, and I, I just was like, no. I just oh. buy all the RAMs. <laughs> I, I've, got six, I've got 16 gigs. Simple solution. Boy. I have 16 gigs in this, and it's still peaking anyway. Wow. I, I use PHP Storm and Aptana Studio 3. Cool. Wow. Yeah. I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing a mention of Dreamweaver. Oh, I'll totally. That's on that. purpose. <laughs> I will. I use the heck out of Dreamweaver. I've been using it since really? it was Cold really Fusion well. Studio Pro. Really? Do you wow. use it for WordPress development? I sure do. Well, I don't do that much of it. So. Oh, okay. Most oh, yeah. of my code comes out of Webflow. So, like, I'll edit CSS style sheets in it and and a little bit of PHP, but I'm not a big. But yeah, I'll totally mock me. <laughs> Okay, so I've got my I've got my tools ready to go. How do I learn to code? You need to use Inspector, like Chrome Developer Tools Inspector, and learn some HTML and CSS and see what other people are doing. I think. Okay. I think I, I I think you need to start with like a W three Schools or a Code Academy. I think yeah. you start I think you start that way and start at step one and work your way on. What language are we going to learn first? Whatever they suggest first, like W3 schools suggest that you learn HTML, and then it will walk you through CSS and JavaScript. And I think Code Academy, you can start with whatever you want. You know, I don't think there's a wrong way to get into it. It's just, you know, most people traditionally start with HTML, but you could jump into PHP phonetically if you understand it a little bit. There is a wrong way to get into it if you hop into Ruby and say want to start building WordPress. Sites. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. I, I mean, you know, like you could start with Python too if you wanted to argue it. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to just start with HTML. Okay. I mean, I I did a sort of course, I guess, in school on PHP, and it didn't. I mean, it kind of gave me the basics, but I didn't really figure out how to do WordPress PHP, or at least the way that you know, that WordPress handles PHP until I started going to meetups and just seeing what other people were doing. And just going to the developer meetup every week or every month, even though I had no idea what anyone was talking about, was extremely instructive. But before you get into WordPress coding, you should have some foundation, some PHP foundation. Yeah, you should at least kind of know what it is and does and can do. 
I, I will mention that uh, Lynda.com, um, L-Y-N-D-A.com, does some really nice uh, both PHP and uh, WordPress PHP um, like classes has some really nice ones. They're paid, but uh, I've I've known a few people who've used them and they seem to be worth the money. So mm-hmm. I think Lynda.com's awesome. I think Treehouse has some good ones too. Sure. I think also if you're looking for a book, there's a book by Brad Williams called Professional WordPress Plugin Development. That's really good about WordPress specific PHP, and I'll put the link to that in here. It, it, I recommend it, it, that but, book. But Suzette, don't you think you're getting? You might be getting a little yeah. bit more intermediate advanced if you start. You don't want to start with that book. No, so, you don't. You want to use it as a reference, and it is more for when you uh, learn a little bit. Well, let, let's keep it in the Web Dev Studios, and you could read uh, Lisa Sable Wilson's book. It's WordPress for Dummies, and that would be a great start. She just came out, I believe, with the seventh edition of that book, too. <laughs> I have all seven of them. I'm They're awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a great book. Anything from Web Dev Studios is great. It, it's weird. <laughs> like, she only added four pages, and it's a new edition. It's really weird. <laughs> so what about JavaScript? What about it? Like everything is going JavaScript. Yeah, JavaScript is really important now, especially Natalie, like Angular. Yeah. Our our friend Natalie McLeese has a book called Joe uh, jQuery for designers, and it it does a really good job of of framing things like jQuery and all of that without in a way that people like me who aren't necessarily like super Cody people can. Grasp. Well, let's talk, about JavaScript. let's talk about JavaScript specifically. I'm sorry, Suzette, I didn't mean to cut you off, but JavaScript specifically, the reason that's a good starter language is it gives you a real programming foundation, right? It, it, anything based on ECMAScript right, is going to give you a really good foundation for all, so that you can kind of apply that to all languages, right? You, you learn mm-hmm. sort of the structure and the logic behind what a, how a programmer thinks by learning JavaScript. And there's a lot of good free schools on yeah. learning JavaScript. Yeah, cool. JavaScript was the first language that I learned, and because of that, it was a lot easier to like jump out into like PHP, and then also jump into like C plus plus and everything else. Well, college. like when you start with something like JavaScript, it's not as picky. Like you can kind of mangle your way through it, and sometimes it works. Where like you have a C plus plus, where one wrong thing, and it's just it's done. You know, so like JavaScript is a great way to start. Since we're talking a lot about JavaScript, I was just going to say, since we're talking a lot about JavaScript, one thing that I see a lot of beginners get confused is between Java and JavaScript. They're Mm -hmm. two actually distinct languages, and they are not similar, really. Do you Mm want to use JavaScript? That's all. (laughs) If you've got got a a text editor and a browser, you're all set up. You've got your whole platform for uh, developing JavaScript. That's all you need. So what if I'm on a Commodore 64? What should I? Should I <laughs> well, that's, that's what you call up everyone at Mutiny. <laughs> okay. I see somebody's all caught up on Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, Steve, I think you have to go uh, update your Shockwave player if you're going to be on a Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I digress. But that's what I do. <laughs> So it sounds like we have we've we've kind of discussed like all of the base technology that needs that someone needs to kind of learn and then what what basic tools they need to do to use in order to be able to write the code, get it set up and stuff. Now, what about going from something that's been designed, something you design yourself, 
or something that you've kind of made changes to, like a, a theme or a, I don't want to say Photoshop file because that's kind of a, a bad thing at this point. But when you go from that to now making it into a theme, like what do you what do you you know what's the process in going about that? I'm going to say something to people who might be more designers and less developers. Make friends. Make friends with a developer. If you can't afford to hire them, trade them stuff, and That's you're like, true. so much nicer. Yeah. And, like, and go to the meetups. Yeah, go to the meetups. Meet people. Do side projects with them. Build a good relationship with someone because... Like when I learned how to do HTML, there were three tags and no background well, images. One of, them one of them was blank. There was blank marquee, <laughs> center, and different headlines. Awesome. Like seriously, there were it was. Were you doing it on a Commodore sixty four? Uh, no, I was doing it on a Mac Classic though, and a Quadra six thirty. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Um. It just got but you could learn here. a little bit easier, you know, because no one knew what the hell they were doing. Every time a new tag came out, everyone was learning it at the same time. I would hate to be, like, coming out just now and having to be like, well, okay, so I need to know jQuery, HTML, CSS, um, a couple JavaScript libraries like AngularJS maybe, mm -hmm. and... And then, oh yeah, there's some PHP and WordPress-specific PHP, and what the hell is this REST API that's coming out? And at a certain point, you just um, have to be focus. like, yeah. yeah. Find your focus. Well, okay, so okay, let's talk about focus for a second, right? It, it, is, it is important. <laughs> it's absolutely important to know what you are and what you want to do within, yeah. within the community. But it's okay to dabble and understand what, the, what other people are doing. And I think if you if you are living on a mountaintop and you don't have a meetup near you, a good way to learn how to build a theme is to take an existing theme and try to modify it, mm -hmm. break it apart, mm -hmm. right? Make um, a theme. Not not to I I hate to give a plug, but uh, a self plug, but we released a theme called Heisenberg, which is based on underscores, and that's a really good basic theme just to open up and tweak and just start playing. Yeah. And, it I mean, and it does require it does require a few a little bit more advanced techniques. It like, does. So it and, and if those are beyond you, grab a copy of underscores and just start and just start trying to make it do what you want it to do. And don't be afraid to break stuff. So many people are afraid they're gonna screw stuff up. You're not learning wait, if you're wait, not wait, wait, wait. breaking Bro, stuff let, on development servers, yeah, not yeah, a client thank site, you. not thank a live you. one. Thank yeah, you. I, was, I was gonna say, can we suggest making a backup or doing it on Steam? This is the learning <laughs> process. Did you not say like on the live development? Russ, did you say stuff. do it on the Zeke site first? Is that what you said? Uh, uh, my advice is never break stuff on your own site. Go do it on somebody else's. Do it. I've got. I've got a. I've, Anybody else is just not your own. Let's 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 call that hashtag sarcasm, and I'm going to recommend that everybody. Since, I'm going to go back to tools for a minute and recommend that everybody that's listening download a copy of Desktop Server, and that'll be right? a sandbox to play in. So. Yeah. Um, Tom McFarlane has this great article, and it's called "Being a Pragmatic Programmer." And it's all about, like, you don't have to go and learn all these ten languages to get caught up or to get, you know, like, to join the community. It's just taking it day by day. And I think that's a great, uh, we can share it, but I think it's a great article to read. Well, yeah, Tom McFarlane has, like, every one of Tom McFarlane's articles is fantastic. They're not better than Chris Lemma's. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's, that's that, that right there, that's the topic. Do you need some chapstick? Show. Next week's show is Tom McFarlane versus Chris Lemma. 
That's funny. <laughs> um, um, you know, again, I think what you're talking about is focus, and it's really easy to hear all these new things that come out and, and try to try to do everything. Stick with the basics. If you're just learning, learn PHP. Yeah. Learn a word. Yeah. Learn how to build a WordPress theme. Those are the basics, and then you can yeah. see where you're from there. Sorry, I didn't mean to shut down the room. Seriously, okay, I'm out. <laughs> And and the one one of the things is is that during this entire conversation, none of us talked about plugins. None of us talked about any of those oh, sorts of things. Because none of that. Those are later. Yeah, none yeah. of that matters at this point. Yeah. Only your content and your design. Yep. Yeah. So we we also didn't really talk about a lot about CSS, about learning CSS. I mean, Suzette mentioned the inspector, right? And 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 so that is definitely the first place to start if you're trying to learn how to lay things out on the page. Um, Take a take the existing site, look at how they did it, and, and use the inspector and, and see start breaking those things apart. That's a perfect way to learn CSS. I I think CSS could be its own show because there's so many things that you can learn. There's so many selectors and there's so many like transitions like hovers and like bend to links and I mean like we could spend a whole day on CSS. Yeah. And and one of the one of the guys that's a, a, a that I, I love um, uh, listening to at WordCamps is, uh, um, is Chris Croyer. Yes. Um, yes. He's, yeah. he's just a CSS maniac, and some of the experimental stuff he does in CSS is, is awesome. And a great way to learn is to go read some of some of his blog. Um, again, I silenced yeah. the room. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've talked about CSS and CSS tools um, a few a few different times in previous episodes. I was kind of digging through the archives here, so. If you go on our website, wpwatercore.com, click on the links there for the kind of the various topics that we have over on the side. If you look at the stuff that are designer-based topics, those are definitely the ones to, to take a look at. And one of the other tools we didn't he's, mention... He, he's like, if you go to our website, just copy our CSS. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> one of the tools we didn't mention is Google, right? So all the any anything you're running into, any of the answers you're looking for, just just Google it. It's out there. People people talk about this stuff constantly. Well, um, I was going to say there's there, there's also a pretty good resource uh, at. Not sure if you guys are familiar with CodePen. C O D E P E N dot I O. Um, that's a really <laughs> great way to kind of play with both HTML and CSS and have it output and display and see the changes that you're making live. Uh, without necessarily cowboy coding and doing it on your server. It's not necessarily WordPress or PHP or anything else, but, yeah. it, but I don't think it'd it be handy when you're, getting, when you're dipping your toe, yeah. I think yeah, CodePen I think is really yeah. great for getting help with stuff that you might be stuck on, too. Well, the, I'm a big fan of W3Schools because they have that in there, and, like, every little thing that they they teach you, they have a small little demo for you to walk through, and you kind of get an idea of what you're doing. The site I was, I was looking big at. Too. Sorry, I, I mentioned Chris Curry before. I want to um, mention his site, which is css-css-tricks.com. Awesome site. They talk about everything from CSS to SAS to like SVGs. They talk about a lot of uh, designer-related WordPress stuff. I, I didn't know that it's a great was great resource. I didn't know that was his site, man. I, I used to talk about Chris style Curry. sheets. So 
I used to talk about style sheets and like IE8 and stuff, and like he had this great thing on detecting what version you were on and style sheets. And I used to send so much traffic to that page. I didn't know that was his. Yeah, yeah. that's his. Yeah. I was too busy playing Angry Birds. <laughs> if, you, if, if you ever have the opportunity to see him speak, go see him speak. Oh, I missed it. I was speaking opposite one time in, in WordCamp Milwaukee, I think it was. Were there, like, it. Were, there like, were there like two people at your session? Yeah, there was. You don't want to go up against Chris Croyer. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. All right, so we've now, now at this point, we've kind of talked about the, you know, getting the stuff out of uh, a design into a theme, the tools to use to do that. Kind of uh, the I'm going down the list here, you know, just to I want to make sure that you know this one this one viewer is going to get uh, all the money that you know all of the the, uh, the worth of content that we're going to be able to provide him oh, for his. Oh yeah, because <laughs> so we let's don't see have a donation so button on our website, but no, we should no, have well, one. <laughs> he also asked he also asked about what's the difference between JavaScript and jQuery. We scratched the surface, but I don't think we I don't think we talked about it. That's an important point to talk about because I, st I still get confused, like especially with Natalie's book is jQuery for designers. You really want to learn JavaScript first because jQuery is a JavaScript library. So you kind of need right. to know JavaScript first before you can dig into jQuery. Yes. Well, what's really cool about jQuery is like so much of what you see on the web is jQuery based. A lot of UI elements, a lot of stuff like that, but a lot of things like just jQuery can do so much just without doing much, you can just listen. And based on what you click or what gets done, you can build entire different things just using jQuery. You know, where JavaScript is kind of like commands to do something, where jQuery is not like that. And I find that jQuery is really handy for doing animation. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean that's that that's what that's specifically what I use it for when I when I need it and it, it's really once you get it it's very quick to develop those things. You, I mean you could do a, a lot of really great stuff with just a couple of lines of jQuery. It's really so. easy to use jQuery as a crutch. Um, yeah. Like the, agree. Uh, if you're doing one small animation on a site and including um, all of jQuery. Um, then you end up actually kind of doing yourself more harm on page load. I, I have a really good saying. If you are somebody who likes to do run-on sentences, jQuery is for you. Because you can just keep, you, you, oh, no, that's me. You, you, dude, you can just keep doing and add class, and on hover, and then add and, another class. And then? And then? Yeah, and then? You can do one long jQuery thing, and it's just insane. I've seen people do it. Oh boy! Awesome. Any uh, um, the, the the first thing I, that I didn't learn about jQuery was that everything in jQuery has a lot of the same classes. So when you change the styling of one element on you know a specific page, you changed it everywhere jQuery is used. I, I didn't know they were all boys. I didn't know that's how how it rolled. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the other tools that we didn't really mention was the uh, was the WordPress uh, site, just WordPress.org, right? So there's a lot of really good code and code samples there uh, yeah. if you if you're looking for uh, developing themes or plugins. And also, if you want to watch rather than read, you can look at WordPress.tv because there's a lot of WordPress talks about how you get into um, WordPress theme development and what you should start using. And they're usually like 30 to 45 minute talks from WordCamps and people just discussing one topic. Mm -hmm. So those are really good to check out. 
I found one the other day from John Hawkins, and it was literally like seven, eight minutes long. <laughs> like, he just wanted to recap what was going on. I was like, this is a random video. <laughs> and what, what was your takeaway, Russ? That, that, that was rhetorical. Uh, that, that was rhetorical. <laughs> they're 20 to 30 minutes and wrong. <laughs> just wrong. So, Russ, did, did he plug uh, WordCamp Vegas, which is uh, right around the corner? WordCamp you know, Vegas is coming. So the, the speaker submissions are up. Tickets are available, and it's coming up September 19th and September 20th. And I'm very excited to have Mr. Steve Zengit rolling into Vegas to um, paint the town yellow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like a Simpsons reference, right? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Awesome. See, I was thinking something totally different. <laughs> and with that, I, 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 I was going to say, now you have to just put, you know, the the LVPD on high alert. Yeah. <laughs> Code funny. yellow. They already know. It's 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 part of my ankle bracelet. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> well, well I am actually, as long as we're talking about word camps, I am talking about probably my most. I've been more excited about WordCamp Baltimore than any other subject. It's oh, yeah! Ten yes. things that I have learned about managing design projects from John Waters films. So, wow. you're not going out there yet. I don't know if they're recording it for WordPress TV, and it's probably going to be slightly epic. And you're doing it in Baltimore. In Baltimore. In Baltimore, that's where John Waters comes from. Exactly. That's awesome. I so want to see that years, really bad. Drew has been promising to take me to stalk John Waters, and it's the week before Hampton Fest, so I'm hoping I might actually be able what to is that? get a restraining what? order. Um, it's, we'll talk about it later. All right, we've got to wrap All right, folks, so make sure you go to our website, wrcover.com, and if you want to listen to us instead of watch us, you can go over to iTunes or any podcasting thingamajig and download us and listen to us there. Subscribe, click the little like button. If you enjoyed this, if you want to leave a comment, you can leave a comment both on our website or on YouTube. Thank you very much for being on the show, everyone. You guys have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.